Okay. I can't listen to that too long because it's Nickelback and I hate them. But Saturday night's all right for fighting is what it was. <laughs> and I couldn't put on the Elton John one because that version just does not get me fired up. Um, oh, oh uh, I love I. Is it Saturday nights? All right, all right, all right. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I should have put on. Saturday. John. Yeah. Are you a big Nickelback fan? Uh. I'm actually more of an John fan than a Nickelback fan. All right, well, I've gotten we're, we're into a judgment-free zone. Right, so. right, and I've gotten into the whole uh, Elton John. What is he? He's got the Dulipe uh, Elton John song, where it's just like I guess it's four mixes of Elton John songs from like the '70s, '80s uh, stuck together, and he's got a little Rocket Man in it, and she's singing that. So I mean, I think that's. You know, not to date myself, but I think that's a good song that's out there. The video is sort of cool. Uh, I think you just did date yourself. Who did you I say? I did date myself. Wait, well, who did you say he did a duet with? I, I'm, I'm curious du, to hear. Dua Lipe, I think is her name. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah. And I actually read up on her. That's, that is her real birth name, actually. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. God bless. God bless. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm always trying to be on the cutting edge of music um, and, and musical knowledge. So that's what uh, you do, man. That's your, that's your, that's your jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How but, was your uh, week, buddy? Uh, my week was all right. And uh, so yesterday I was down at the University of Delaware. I was telling you off camera, looking for some um, intern, uh, not interns, for some tutors for work. But it was so cool to be around campus walking around. I had my backpack on because um, I do walk around with a backpack for my storage stuff. And, you know, it was like I was the 48-year-old student back at college walking around. And it's just so... You were probably more the creepy old guy. <laughs> well, I'm like that. You know, there was a guy when I was a freshman in college who had come back to college like 30 years later. So I sort of felt like that guy. Um, but ev everything's different, you know, it's just, you know, everything from like, there's an e-gaming room at the Perkins mm -hmm. Center, which, you know, it's not my thing. And just, right. just to see some of the things, it's interesting, some of the things are very new that I don't think we'd be used to. And then, of course, they did have sort of those poster sales, like they're selling the same posters from 30 years ago. The really? Like, what did you see? Like the Star Wars, the original Star Wars poster from 77 they had. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, you know, of course, when you're 18, having a Bob Marley poster is the greatest thing in the world because he was all about free love and, and uh, recreational marijuana usage. And so when you're 18, it's a big deal to Bob Some Marley. people would say at 48, that's still a pretty cool thing to right. have Bob Marley. And I got into Bob Marley then, and I think you also got me into his music at around that time. And I, I just really, I like Bob Marley a lot. So. Yeah, his story is very, very interesting uh, because uh, I listened to a podcast and um, his story, you know, he, he spent some time in Claymont, obviously. He worked, um, he worked, he, his mom actually lived in Wilmington until her death or Wilmington or Newcastle. So, yeah. Yeah. So he spent some time there and then, um, he, uh, which I always thought was like, you know, was just urban legend, but he actually did. Oh, yeah. And, but he actually based on this podcast that I heard was not the, uh, let's just say a lot of the things he sang about in terms of peace, love, and unity, he was not necessarily, um, representative of those in his uh you know when he was coming up and when and maybe he learned some lessons but right. he was a pretty badass kind of dude so oh uh, i didn't know that i'm yeah you know he was actually he and his wife uh rita marley i believe is her name was uh she was shot they were shot by like some people in jamaica who there was this whole story um, because he was, because of his political affiliations. And right. so he was doing a fundraiser for that politician and he went out and he had bull a bullet still in his like shoulder 
um, and he went out and he played, or maybe it was his chest, and he went out like a day or two after he was shot, after his home was invaded and he was shot, and his wife was shot in the head, and they went out. And, and she lived though, right? Rita lived. lived. They, they performed like the next, like within the next day or two. It was, it's, it's outrageous. So, but I am a huge Bob Marley fan. And, and he had a very large, obviously Ziggy, uh, but he had, I guess, Ronan. Is it Ronan who was the yeah. linebacker from Nick? From Miami, Miami, right? Yeah. And then, but they've all sort of gotten back into music, it seems like, uh, with right. the kids. It was Rohan, not Rohan. Rohan. Ronan. Yeah. I was Rohan. Close. And there was, th he had, he had a lot of kids and he, they weren't all with just Rita. So. No, I think he was having some extramarital. Um, yeah, but then there's Stephen Marley, who I think is is one of his children. Stephen Marley, he's also in music. So, anyway, yep. No, it's it's, it's interesting. Family, right? No, I just think the Delaware connection is. I think the guy worked at Chrysler, which of course yeah, Chrysler no longer exists, but he was working because the Chrysler plant was in Newark, and I just think it's so. And he might have even worked at the Hotel Dupont or something. I had heard maybe that's a myth. But it's just, I think it's very interesting because Delaware is such a small place. And besides the Marley connection, we have, of course, Biden. These are these, you know, connections with sort of national and international stardom. But I mean, uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting growing up in this community. Um, you just connected Bob Marley and Joe Biden, which would have been a first probably in the history right. of well, the world. But. Both spent time in Delaware. Right. And so, yeah, uh, Bob Marley did work at the Chrysler plant. He actually had a song about it, and I can't remember the name of the song. Um, but I read recently there was someone else who was like very well known who did work at the Hotel DuPont. And I never knew that they spent time in Delaware, but they were, they're like superstar. So I don't know. I, I have to see if I can remember who that is. And I, and I told you that George Thurgood's parents were my dad's patients, which is pretty random. And yeah, uh, yeah. and I think he must have, he probably came for a checkup too. That's and so uh, and Judy Johnson, who, you know, the late great- Legendary. Uh, legendary uh, Negro baseball player uh, or from the Negro Leagues. I mean, I think my dad could never get past that he was treating a- uh, a hall of famer. I think that right. blew his mind. And, and it's, I think it's really cool. Um, your dad also treat either, was it uh Todd Christensen? Wasn't there some tie in or Fred Bolitnikoff? Someone, wasn't there a tie in to someone on the Raiders that he treated? Well, I, I don't know about those guys. I know, you know, I, I don't think he treated Randy white, but I know Randy white is a Delaware, uh, you know, he hasn't been here in like 50 years but he's right he was right. a McCain I, high school graduate so. I don't know why I thought I thought that that was the case but I guess it was wrong so I did get uh, it Judy I did get like at um the Blue Rocks they were having a, a Negro League night so I was able mm -hmm. to get a Judy Johnson um picture which I thought was really cool so that's super cool that's yeah. awesome um so, so why was I so so uh, you know we started out with Saturday nights all right why am I so excited about Saturday well, I think there's a football game coming up, right? It's Georgia, Oregon. That's Georgia, Oregon. But there are a there is a suite of uh, games coming up. Um, but yes, very excited about the dogs defending our world national championship that we earned last year. Uh, this is definitely a different dogs team, as you know, 15 guys were were selected in the NFL drafted. draft, and even more. Um, you know, we lost and signed as free agents for those who weren't drafted. So uh, this is definitely a team that is rebuilding. Um, I don't have the uh, the vision or the view right now. I don't, this team to me, I mean, we have a pretty soft schedule once right. you get by Auburn or once you get by Oregon, uh, but I don't have any uh, delusions in thinking that this is a team that is going to win and repeat a national title. I mean, look, anything's possible. You bring back some guys who, you know, some talented guys who played a lot in big games and big situations. And certainly Stetson Bennett as an 87 year old, sixth year senior <laughs> um, is coming back, but. Um, Future XFL great. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so. You know, look, um, I, 
I think the defense, it's going to be a very young defense. I think they are going to be good, but I just think there's so many pieces that we lost to attrition into the NFL this year that the dogs, I think they're still going to be good. I think they're still going to be very competitive. I don't feel like they are going to have the talent and the, I, I think some of the maturity maybe to compete with, uh, or to defeat, I should say, not to compete, but to, to be on the same level as to me, it, it's, you know, Ohio State looks looks strong. Alabama looks strong. Um, there's a lot of love around Utah, funny enough. Uh, you know, I'm not buying the Clemson hype, but uh, I know you mentioned last week USC and Lincoln Riley going out there. I think that it's going to take more than one season, but USC probably does have a pretty easy path to get there. Um, so I don't know, it'll, it's going to be an interesting season. I just, I, I think the dogs will be, if, if we can get by Oregon, which I expect us to do, I think Tennessee in the East, in the, um, SEC East is going to be an upstart team. I think they're going to be tough. They Kentucky. play, yeah, Kentucky, right. Um, they play that, that run and gun, you know, uh, Chip Kelly type of offense, Tennessee does. So they are like, you know, it's a totally different way to prepare for that. So that'll be interesting. And then, of course, in the SEC, you're going to have Texas A&M. You're going to have um, – Who are they? Who are Alabama. their uh, SEC West opponents this year? Uh, Mississippi State and um, – well, they play Auburn, obviously. Right. And I think there's one more that I am forgetting. So, anyway, I'll check. But those are their – and then, you know, Kentucky is an upstart team. They've gotten a lot better, too. But I think that the – as much as I hate to say this, I think Alabama is going to be back in a big way. They return, obviously, Will Anderson, who is just a, an absolute freak of a defensive player. They return the Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young. Um, they get some guys back who were injured last year. Um, they lost some guys to the NFL, but not anywhere close to the level that the dogs did. So um, I like Alabama, and I love Ohio State. They return a lot of offensive firepower. Um with Stroud as their quarterback. And then they have um, a stud receiver coming back as well as a uh, really strong running back coming back. So. But you're talking about Georgia though. It's interesting. Georgia could very easily go undefeated in the regular season. They could, they absolutely could do that. Um, they will be tested along the way. Certainly uh, it's not going to be last year. We, we weren't really tested until we got to the SC championship. I would argue, and um, we obviously failed that test, and they came back and and won the won the war. So that was great. But I, I I could see that I could see us getting to the SC championship. But I could also, you know, this morning I was like, this kind of reminds me of a Georgia team that that uh, where we could maybe stumble at some point in the regular season, lose a game, and then I think we we're going to lose the SC championship. I don't know why I feel like we're just going to fall just short of the playoffs this year. And um, I just don't see us getting in. And I, I hope I'm going to be totally wrong and come on this podcast in three months and tell everyone how wrong I was. That would be amazing. But I just have this feeling. I don't know why. If you lose the SEC championship game, do you still get into the playoffs or it just totally depends by what happens with these other teams? Yeah, I think it depends on a regular season record and um how that strength of schedule plays out because we do have a little bit of a softer schedule but look i mean if tennessee and mississippi state are all top 25 teams i i, I know oregon's going to be a top 25 team yeah. um you know what's going to happen with florida how good is south carolina going to be so what's kentucky going to be like so last year i think there were five teams in the top 25 that we play uh that we played just in the sec alone um and then we started the year off with Clemson, who was uh, top, top team, top five team at the time. So uh -huh. you play the guys that are on your schedule. So I think Oregon's going to be a strong team this year too. I, I think, um, you know, their new coach Dan Lanning, who was our old defensive coordinator, is going to be there. The big matchup I think for the Dogs this weekend is going to be see Oregon has one of the best offensive lines in the country. They return all five starters, which is remarkable when you think about, it, especially in this day and age. So it's going to be, can our young defense uh, get some pressure on that big offensive line and can they, you know, wreak some havoc? And if Oregon wants to run the ball or if Oregon wants to step back and throw, 
Uh, well, good old Bo Nix. The, do you remember Bo Nix? He is, uh, he was an Auburn quarterback. He's another guy who seems like he's been playing college football for 57 years, but he's the quarterback at Oregon now. Oregon, Yeah. He transferred from Auburn. So he's their quarterback there. And, uh, um, 28 years old. I mean, 28 years like, old, seemingly 28. This is like Chris Wenke. Remember Chris, the, the of course, Chris 28 Wenke. year old NFL rookie. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. So, I think it's – I'm excited about the dogs. I'm, I'm super excited about that, but I'm, I'm also super excited. It shouldn't be but. It should be and. I'm also super excited about college football season kicking off and then just football being back. I think the fall is such a – I love the summertime, and yeah. uh, but if something has to follow the summer, the fall is as good as it gets. And, and you still have the warm weather in the fall, so it's not like – it's we not like – and, and I hate to say with climate change, it might not get cold until November. So uh, it was 62 this morning when we were walking to school this morning. So that was that was nice. I liked it. But my my kids thought 78 here. It's 78 here right now. So, wow. I, yeah. Is that warmer than you? No, we're probably about that. Uh, we were 62 this morning, but I don't know. I don't we're probably around 70, mid 70s, upper 70s. Yeah. But, yeah. but football it was is the 90s like yesterday. So it's 90 I mean, yesterday. Yeah, we're still in the throes of summer. I'm with you. Yeah. We're so breaking, how do you feel about breaking out like, you know, Kroger's like trotting out all their pumpkin stuff and, and everyone's trotting out their pumpkin stuff at this you point. Kroger's and Kroger's and what's your other supermarket? Or is it just Publix? Uh, what is it? Publix. Uh, and, and yeah, have, so I've heard good things about Publix. I've heard good. I um so it's all about marketing. They do everything three months in advance. So right probably in October they're going to start bringing out the Christmas stuff. Uh, yeah. So not I think, really. I think you got to get to September to get to the pumpkin stuff. I it's September pumpkin stuff in August is too much. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess I I I, I did see the Halloween costumes for sale at Costco for the kids. Um, sort of wish I could get the Captain America outfit, uh, but uh, yeah, it's really different than the Captain America the crap uh, costumes that we used to get at. I feel like at Dry Goods where they had that like <laughs> you, you know where they had that like, like Spider Man mask, mask right right with the elastic string that went around your head that was always too tight, and then it was like you had the plastic suit on. I loved your. I loved it when you did Justice League, right? You did Justice League with the kids. Did you do like uh, Batman and and uh, Superman and uh, Wonder Woman? And yeah, my wife. My wife was. Uh, I think she was Batgirl. Batgirl. Oh. And my son was Robin, and my daughter was Wonder was Supergirl, not Wonder Woman. And I was I wonder, Flash. not Wonder Woman. I was the Flash, and you know what? Nowadays, like. The Flash, they try to sell this costume or the one we bought a few years ago, my wife bought, with a cape. Like, the Flash doesn't wear a cape. The Flash, the Flash does not speed. wear a cape. No. Right. It's about speed. Yeah. You can't be fast yeah. with a cape, right? No, no, no. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I'm actually looking forward to that movie. I, I still like the Justice League movies. But the Super Kids never got their own movie, did they? Supergirl and Super. Thank God. Thank God they didn't. <laughs> but you know what's cute? I saw uh, Super Pets. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. Was that good? Was that good? Well, I didn't know Batman had a dog. Well, nobody did. Did you know Superman had a dog? I didn't know. No. Well, I yeah. think that was in a comic. Does Wonder Woman have a cat? Uh, no. No. Besides she, Batman and, 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 and Superman, does any one of the, does Flash have a dog? Um... No, it was it was not really necessarily about that. It was uh, I don't want to ruin it for everyone, but go, go, see, go see the movie. It was really great. I also kind of forget how it all came together, but it was I it was it was actually a very cute movie. Like The Rock and Kevin Hart were very funny in it. It was like an all star cast too. Yeah. Um. There was like a big was it, was it Jennifer Garner was in it or somebody some there was a huge name who voiced the female part. So anyway. Yes. So we've talked about we've talked about Elton John. We've and talked about football. college football and Super Pets. Can and we, Bob Marley and the time and Bob Marley Joe Biden. and the Delaware connections and Joe Biden. Can we move on to the Phillies? Who the last four games have been really strange. They they 
they, I mean, they, they lost, I sort of thought that that wasn't unexpected, the loss to the, to the Pirates on, on Sunday, because they had won what? They had won five games, or no, they won six games in a row. So that was sort of normal that they would lose a Sunday game, last game of the series. They go out to, go out to Phoenix, they have a lead on the Diamondbacks, and they lose. I think it was, what, 13-7 on Monday night? Uh, yes. And yeah, they, they, had a, they were up 7-0. 7, 7, 7, yeah, 7-0, 7 nothing. So they, and then they lose 13-7, and then they lose on Tuesday night. And then I just checked my phone because I can't stay up for these late games. They win 18-2 yesterday. Yep. So, did. I mean, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, I'm not someone that panics. I think they're still going to make the playoffs, but obviously they can hit, but they gave up a lot of runs to the Diamondbacks on Monday and Tuesday. Didn't do, didn't do that at all last yesterday, but they, of course, put up 18 runs. Don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's baseball. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not panicking about it. I just think they probably ran into a bump in the road with the, with the D-backs. I mean... It happens sometimes. I think, you know, the bullpen is starting to get taxed and you do have to, you do have to keep an eye on that. Thankfully yesterday, the great Bailey Falter pitched a strong six innings uh, and change. And then uh, Nick Nelson came in and, and pitched the final three. So they gave their bullpen a bit of a reprieve, but remember they've been playing for, uh, I think they, I know we talked about this last week. They have off they, today. They do have off today. But. They are off today. Okay, so this is the first time in over a week that they've been off. And they had, remember, they had that doubleheader with New York, too. They had a four-game series there. Yeah, so it's it's been taxing on their pen. And they're down Sir Anthony. And um, Corey Knable is out for the year now. So yeah. they, they've had some issues with, with pitching. And then I heard your boy, Zach Eflin, is maybe – looking at coming back yeah so i know zach wheeler's coming off the dl so that's good another one that's a great point yeah zach wheeler yeah when's he coming off uh i guess this week well i know they so they have a three-game series with the giants they have tomorrow night and it's another late one it's a 10 15 start which is just murder 10 15 i think it's tomorrow night and then saturday and then i guess they have a four o'clock game on sunday so an important series, though, coming up this weekend. You know, yeah. hopefully maybe win two out of three from the, from the Giants. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that would be great to beat Gabe the Babe two out of three. And then they come back home, right, for – They do. And then who they do they have? Up. They have the Marlins again? or um, I don't know. I have to look up their schedule. But I think it was a pretty soft schedule. I think they have the Braves one more time this year, right? um i'm not sure i you know i didn't know i was going to be quizzed on philly's uh, no no no. it's okay it's okay but i know that they this year's schedule is definitely doable so yeah i mean it's it's favorable i know they end against houston i know that they end the season against houston and i know they play the braves one more time at least so i'm just not sure if it's just one more time and i'm sure they're going to be having some games packed with, with the, the nationals, nationals and right. marlins if and i'm marlins, right. and right. those are those are series that you could sweep them so you should sweep you know the marlins have given us some trouble we've done better this year against the marlins but um yeah so that'll be that'll be great yeah so if they, if they can do that but you know they're currently they're still in good position i like you mentioned they're getting wheeler back they got to get sir anthony back i don't think that they can make um I think they're going to struggle, honestly, if they their pen is really going to struggle without him and Knable. Um, Hand has been good. Alvarado has seemed to get more consistent. Robertson has been a good add. Um, so, and Marsh is Marsh is back. Marsh is back. Yep, he is so. a interesting looking guy. Marsh with that. I love I love the way he looks. I think he's awesome. Um, I feel like I didn't do the Georgia Bulldogs justice, and I know that you. Well, no, we can go back. We can go back. Is there? I just, I just want to want to highlight a couple of things. I feel like I missed them. Like I, I like I, I didn't really talk about the. I talked about the team sort of broadly, 
But I heard I, the I, offense is going to carry the defense for the beginning of the season. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're they're going to have to. And and so on the defensive side, we still have um, we have uh, Robert Beal returning. We have Nolan Smith and then Jalen Carter. And and again, I said this: if you thought last year that um, Jordan Davis and um, oh my gosh, I'm already forgetting. Gosh, my that's how my mind goes so quickly. Ninety. Uh, Devontae Wyatt were strong defensive tackles. Jay, I'm here to tell you, Jalen Carter was actually the best defensive tackle on Georgia's team. So he is, he is that. He's, what year is he? He's a junior. He play, he's, uh, or he's, I'm sorry, he's a, uh, he's actually a sophomore. He's, uh, wears number 88 and he plays, he'll, he'll play fullback to sometimes too in, in um, tight runs for the dogs. But Jordan, uh, he's, he is fantastic. I mean, he gets to the quarterback. He's not as big, nearly as big as Jordan Davis. I mean, who is? But um, he he will get some pressure on the quarterback, and uh, he will just wreck havoc, wreak havoc on offensive lines. So I like him. Nolan Smith returns. Nolan Smith was huge for us. Has been. He's going to be a really good defensive um, lineman that we have. With Kaylee Ringo, who obviously made the big pick six last year, who returned the interception all the way. For the dogs sealing their national title so he's going to return i mean we, we and then there there's talent up and down this roster um there's just a lot of youth you know our, our i think our running game is going to be strong we lost zamir white we lost um cook james cook but you know we have kenny mcintosh who's going to be stepping in um who i you know kenny mcintosh really good running back good hands um where I, I think we're going to be all right. Obviously, we have Brock Bowers at tight end, and That's Eric Yoder, he's the he's the man. But what what you're going to want to watch for this year is, and then I'll I'll wrap up on the dogs. But what we're going to watch <laughs> yeah. for is that Brock Bowers. You have four tight ends: Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, and then you have um, Oscar Delp, who is a freshman, a true freshman, and he is um, a Brock Bowers clone, is what they've said. Uh, so we'll see if that Brock Bowers is a true sophomore. If I remember, sophomore. he's a sophomore. Darnell but he's Washington. not a red shirt. He's he's probably what nineteen years old. Yeah, and Delp is is like eighteen. And then they also have a kid, Eric Gilbert. So Eric Gilbert was one of the most highly recruited prospects. He went to Florida, then I think he transferred to, or he committed to Florida, then he went to LSU, and then he transferred to Georgia. And he had some. He couldn't get on the he had some things he had to sort off off the field. And I, and from what I understand, it had more to do with like his mindset as opposed to like anything academics related. Um, so he is an absolute freak. This guy is, um, he, they, they've said he is a college version of Kyle Pitts. Um, so it, you, you throw that into the mix. That's a nice ad. He's, he's sort of this hybrid tight end, but can run like a wide receiver. So I know Georgia fans are super eager to see him. Um, and there's a lot of young talent that's going to be on this Georgia team peppered throughout, um, you know, on the offense and the defense. So anyway, I just wanted to talk about that just a little we, bit. We, we, that's fine. So we, that's, we'll keep moving. See, right, back right. The football theme, and now we can right, move. Right, because I, I wanted to – the Eagles made another move yesterday. Several uh, moves. They made several, several moves. moves but I wanted you to talk about the safety position yeah. the move that was made yesterday with, was it yesterday or the day before with the saints? So two, yeah, two days ago, Chauncey Gardner Johnson uh, comes in and I can't wait to hear how many times that name will get screwed up uh, in, in Philly, but he, yeah. So he is nice. I like that. So he is a, uh, He's not a big guy. He, he played mostly nickel for the Saints. And my nephew, uh, I spoke to him when the trade went down. We were going back and forth, and he was really upset. He said, look, this guy is a key piece on their defense, and he has been. He um, Fourth-round pick, he came from Florida, so Howie knows him well as Howie is a Gator alum. And uh, oh, That I did not know. That, oh, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he is. So he was in school right around the time you and I were, so – um, I wonder if he knew Dave Rosen, funny enough. Maybe maybe he did. Maybe he did. But, uh, yeah, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson brings something to the safety position that we didn't have. You know, he he is a skilled – I think he had 
four interceptions last year, I believe. And he is a guy who um, has that dog in him. He has that attitude, um, you know, that, that a lot of people look for in, in defense and certainly the secondary. Like I said, a little bit undersized, but he's one of these guys who gives you everything he's got. Um, he's definitely an instigator on the field. If, if He's been in several fights, gotten in several people's faces, but I will say the thing that seems to be consistent with him is that he draws penalties on other guys. Um, he'll, you know, he must talk so much smack and just get in people's heads and do such a good job of it that they retaliate. So um, this guy is going to be a big boost to our back end. You know, and I'm curious to see what Marcus Epps brings. I mean, I know we la kind of laugh about Marcus Epps before, but this is a guy who was, uh, I don't think he, I, he, if he was drafted, he was like a seventh round pick of another team and had been cut a couple times and the Eagles have brought him along. And I think he's improved. And I'm curious to see, I mean, certainly they must feel pretty good with him. And they, they released Anthony Harris, who was back there, not making tons of plays, just, you know, a solid, solid dude. But it would have uh, been a backup if he had made the team or. Right. Yeah. Anthony Harris. Well, Anthony Harris is now on their practice squad. Funny. Enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Chauncey Gardner Johnson is going to bring that attitude to the back. And then people say, Oh, well, you know, he's only played nickel, but in Jonathan, in um, Jonathan. Gannon. Uh, Gannon. Thank you. Jonathan Gannon's defensive system. The nickel back plays right. almost like mirrors the safety. So maybe this time we'll pressure the, the <laughs> instead of this, Ben did not break defense. Now we don't really have that excuse anymore. Right, right, exactly. So, and then the Eagles made some cuts uh, as well. So I made a big trade with a wide receiver. Uh, they did. They did. The Jalen Rager days are over. And uh, I know you're happy about that. The irony of all ironies, you know, look, I wish the dude well. I really do. I yeah. mean, it was, it was just time, but, you know, I wish him well in Minnesota. And it's the funny thing is, is that. If you look, so Jalen Rager was selected in front of who? Justin Jefferson, who now is he's his teammate. <laughs> now he's his teammate. And then yeah. J.J. Arthago Whiteside was selected this, in front of who? Uh, DK Metcalf. DK Is he now with the with? Well, he was with Seattle, and they traded him to Seattle, but then he got cut. So, okay. you know, the real genius of a lot of these moves, though, is what how he's doing. I mean. Howie traded a fourth and a fifth, or was it no a fourth and a sixth for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and their seventh round pick? Now keep in mind, do you remember what the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper? What they got? I think what was it a sixth? Yeah, it's like a fifth round pick. Yeah. So, so you're telling me you got, and then then the the Eagles traded Jalen Rager, and what did they do? They got a conditional fourth round pick. And I think a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick. So they got potentially a better haul for Jalen Rager. And Amari Cooper. That's crazy, right? It's interesting why Amari Cooper was so devalued because obviously he's more valuable than what they got for him. And I mean, Jalen Rager, I don't know if this guy is ever going to amount to even a third. I guess he's their third wide receiver in Minnesota. Because so, they have a guy named KJ Osborne who's who uh is is a really good young receiver. So who took Rager's spot as the fifth receiver for the Eagles? I mean, that's a good question, right? So the Eagles, right? I don't so right now, uh they obviously have Devontae Smith, they have AJ Brown, they have um Pascal, right? They have, um their fourth is Wes Watkins. Wesley Watkins. So then they have uh, a couple guys on the practice squad. They have uh, Deion Kane. Deion, my, my man, Neon Deion Kane. Um, wow. He has not been elevated yet. They have uh, Covey, Brett Covey, and then they have um, Allen, the Olympic sprinter, who, and he would actually be, as much as I love Deion Kane, you know, I love him. Um, I think I would like to see Allen on the team, Devin Allen, because he, his speed on like coverage on like kick coverage and punt coverage is outrageous. And I'm not saying you use him as a wide receiver because um, he hasn't played in six years, but if he can run down the field and even just get near guys who are trying to catch a punt and no one's going to keep up with him speed wise. Right. So if you can use him in that role or even 
work with them on, on punt returns. Nobody returns kicks anymore, uh, anymore, really. But, you know, if you can try to work him into the punt return, I mean, that to me is a guy you can use right away. Maybe he can run a couple of jet sweeps. Um, you know, that's a weapon they can use. So Greg Ward days with the Eagles are no more. Yeah, he they reached an injury settlement with on Greg Ward, and you know, listen, man, Greg Ward, a an undrafted years. guy, yeah. right? He played; he was a quarter, college quarterback. Right. He gave everything he had, man, and and uh, you know, I, I was a big Greg, Greg Ward fan. I appreciate everything he did. Yeah. Well, so, so uh, but so. not really any surprise cuts out there. I don't think from the from the Eagles' perspective. What about uh, the we, NFL perspective in in general? Yeah. Is there any surprises or? Um, I think there were some Sony Michelle. He's already signed with the chargers. Um, Marlon Mack was cut by the Texans okay. and uh, I don't think he's been signed yet. And Tony uh, Michelle is a former Georgia guy, right? From former Georgia guy. I didn't want to say it cause I talked a lot about Georgia this episode. Yeah, right. um, I know I've hit my quota. So, but yes, former right. Georgia guy. And um, Alex Leatherwood is a uh, offensive lineman, former number one pick from the Raiders, who was let go. Um, And Kellen Mund uh, was a third or fourth round pick from the Browns, um, played at Mississippi State, I believe. And he was, the Eagles actually put a claim in for him, but they did not get him. And they did get Ian Book from Notre Dame of Notre Dame fame, who was cut by the Saints. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think there were a ton of like big surprises or big names that that were cut. Um, certainly, we want to uh, send a a uh, uh, positive vibes and thoughts to Brian Robinson from the Commanders, who was shot. Yes, I mean, I think he was carjacked. He was shot in the knee and, but thank God he is amazing. He, he's already out of the hospital and he's not going to need to go on IR. I think, or maybe no, he did go on IR this morning. I think the fact that he's going to be able to come back and play and play this year and play this year is amazing. Amazing. I I mean, I don't know if the bullets are out of his body. Sometimes they can't get the bullets out. That's what I was thinking. How is this? This guy going to be able to do it, but uh, he was challenging Gibson for I think the number one running back position with the with the Washington Commanders. So. Yeah, yeah, I think he was the actual slated to be the number one On running back for running them. back there. Yeah, so man, that's that's just crazy stuff. How life can just change in an instant, you know. And then you remember, obviously, with with the Redskins. Back when they were the Redskins, Sean Taylor, remember when he was shot and killed and, was, and yeah. tragically. And so it's just um, it's just wild, man. Football, I mean, we're talking NFL is not this weekend, but it's coming up next Thursday would be the first uh, first game of the season with the Bills and the Rams. So it should be exciting, the beginning of the NFL season. I don't know if it seems like it's starting later this year or is it usually the first week of September? No, it's. I think it's usually uh, – I think since – I think it's usually been that second week of September. Yeah, so it should be – should be fun. That's a fun kickoff game, man. I think the NFL – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, like, I, I do think the NFL does it right with – they usually tee up a pretty good – game to open the season last year they had the bucks and the uh, the cowboys interesting thing this year um which i'm very much opposed to is the thursday night game is now on amazon yeah that's stinks. which which i just think you know what make it free for everyone i mean there's a lot of people that don't have amazon i i am lucky enough to have amazon if you're going to have a Thursday night game on Amazon, you might as well make it a good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, this will be, I guess this game is an NBC game because it's the, the kickoff game. But then that following week, they'll have um, Amazon will be covering the Thursday night games, which have always been crap. I mean, they haven't been good. Um, yeah. Used to be like, I guess the Sunday night game when it was dealt with by TNT was never that good either. Now, this, the Sunday night game is really good on NBC. So we will have to see. And, and it's unfortunate. The Sunday night game is really good on NBC. And then Monday night football 
not so good anymore. That used to be being a kid growing up. That was the biggest thing in the world, watching Monday Night Football. Now Monday Night Football and Thursday Night Football have lousy matchups. Well, yeah, but you also remember when we were kids growing up, there was no Thursday Night Football. It was only in college that they had. I right. think, And I don't. Was there even Sunday night football when we were kids? There was. They started to do it in the early 90s. TNT started to do some Sunday night games, but it wasn't a marquee game. Wait, Sunday TNT? Yeah, they did. They did. They did football. Yeah, at some point. And it's not something they stayed with indefinitely. It was just an experiment. And then when NBC got back into the game, they got the Sunday night game and then ABC, ESPN pivoted to to Monday Night Football, but not the original Monday Night Football, a less of a quality product. The games were not as good. The premier games that would have been on Monday Night Football then went to Sunday Night Football. Okay, got it. I don't. I never remember TNT doing football, but yeah, I couldn't even remember. I remember an Eagles. I remember an Eagles Giants game with Ray Hanley in nineteen. Ray <laughs> Hanley, ah, oh, the great. Ray. Wow. The worst, Ray Hanley and Richie Kotite sort of have that distinction as being the worst NFL coach in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kotite was was pretty bad, but Marion Campbell was also bad. The, the old Swamp Fox. But you know, it's interesting you because you mentioned that last week, uh, Dick. For I mentioned him too. Yeah. Well, you were saying how bad. I swear you talked about Marion Campbell. Dick Vermeil complimented Marion Campbell as his defensive coordinator when he was the coach of the Eagles. Now, who would know that maybe he was a good defensive coordinator and became an awful head coach? Right. Exactly. With your both your Philadelphia Eagles and your local Atlanta Falcons, he was a horrible head coach. Horrible. He was horrible. But Rich, Richie the K was also bad too. Um, it was so funny. Remember that year? And it was ninety four. 94 when they the had this Eagles great start. start they start out seven and one or seven and two right. and Charlie Garner was like leading the league in rushing remember that they, yep and then they lost seven in a row that's true and that was the end of the Richie Cotite era and that sort of marked the end of the Kelly Green jerseys too because not too far in the future they got rid of them that's right. And I'm so excited that they're coming back next year. So excited that the Kelly Green is coming back. Did the great Rodney Pete get to play in the Midnight Green, or was he? Or no, I was think he, no. Was he in the Kelly this Green? This year in '95. So I don't know. I feel like that he only played in the Midnight Green. I don't remember Rodney Pete in the Kelly Green. He was here in '95, so I didn't know if they had switched yet in '95. He was in, of course. We talked about that big Detroit Lions win in the playoffs which was probably one of the greatest philadelphia eagles victories in the playoffs i don't know if he was they were sporting the midnight green yet or were they still in the kelly that last year let's think i oh man i if i had to bet i i felt like they were in the midnights at that point you 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 always had this wonderful randall cunningham sports illustrated cutout in your bedroom and I, I think it said, was it Mass Marauder? Was that because he used to wear the black uh, insert in his helmet? And he was wearing the Kelly Green. Yep, he was. And then, of course, the ultimate weapon. Don't The ultimate weapon. Nah, that's probably what it was. Because there was a conversation I was listening to where some idiot called up and said, you know, I, I don't care for Sirianni because I'm a buddy guy. And, I mean, buddy – totally neglected his offense as the head coach of the yeah. Eagles and wasted someone like Randall Cunningham's potential. And that yep. sort of always bothered me about Buddy Ryan, who never won a playoff game either. Never yep. won a playoff game. Never did. But he that team was fun to watch, though. It was fun, and it probably had the best that de- defense. That, that defense, yeah, exactly. That defense was really, really fun to watch. But and if they could have had somewhat of an defense, offense besides randall cunningham and one heath sherman the tank the tank heath been, sherman and they i mean the receivers were not bad freddie barnett calvin williams and and was it greg uh, garrity greg garrity and then bellamy right <laughs> mike bellamy was terrible dude mike bellamy was a, but they had like four receivers garrity was another one that 
that they should have been better than what they were offensively. They had the best tight end in football with Keith Jackson. Yeah. And remember, they got rid of uh, Chris Carter because of his yeah. substance abuse issues. So, man, that, those were some days, man, those, those old Eagles teams. So, you know, as we're looking down at, uh, you know, I think we're through training camp now. And at this point, the Eagles are probably going to do some, um, you know, some smoothing out some of the edges along the roster. But I think this team is, how do you feel about this team now going into the season? So I hear a lot of people come up with the 11 and six number based on the fact that you've got the commanders, the giants and their division that you could easily win four games there and then maybe split with the Cowboys. And then their, their overall season out of conferences or out of division is not that hard this year. Well, how do you feel? I think the, the number 11 and six, I mean, if you want to go game by game, we could do that and we could come up with the, uh, I mean, they have an easy game to start with. Like last year, remember the opening game was against the Falcons. This mm -hmm. is a similar opening game against the Lions. I yeah. know that the Lions are on hard knocks and everyone and everything, and people are looking for, you know, a much better season out of them, but this seems like a very easy game to get started with. I would say that there's more talent on this Lions team, though, offensively right. than they're, they're probably. But you got Jared Goff still. who Right. You still have doll hands, Jared, Jared Goff. And, uh, you know, they, they have some weapons. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, tight end, Amon St. Brown, the wide receiver, certainly DeAndre Swift. Um, I, I won't mention where he went to school. Um, Jamal Williams, <laughs> Jamal Williams, they had, and they, their line's getting better. You know, their offensive line. But is this a team that should even give right. the Eagle trouble? No, it is the first game of the season. Everyone gets up for the first game of the season. Exactly. You're right. able to prepare for the first game of the season, yep. unlike any other game, unless a bye week. So um, they will be ready, but I think the Eagles should beat them and, and yeah. should get off to a good start. I mean, I think they're, their, their beginning opponents are not that tough. They should get off to a good start. So funny last year. Do you remember that after that, that Eagles game, the Falcons game? I mean, everyone was like, this is a totally different team. We look unbelievable. And then we went in the crapper after that. You know, we still also out. had the Chiefs on the yep. schedule. You had the Raiders and they looked awful against the Raiders. They lost to the 49ers. So they had some very good opponents. Um I think 11 and six is reasonable, 10, 10 and seven, 11 and six. It's a little bit more awkward now that you have the 17 game schedule, um, but they should be fine. They should be fine. And obviously a lot of it depends on Jalen Hurts and how he progresses this year. Yep, exactly. They have built this offense. He has more weapons than, I mean, I would argue he has more weapons, I think, than maybe any team has ever any quarterback has ever had for the Eagles. Right. And even that's Donovan, an interesting discussion point. I mean, the closest to, was Donovan McNabb getting Terrell Owens, but Terrell again, Owens. Right. right. But who was his other receiver? Was it Reggie? Brown? Was it Reggie uh, Brown or Todd Pinkston? I mean, like Freddie Mitchell was still on the team that year. Right. Right. I mean, you, you, as great as Terrell Owens was, and by the way, did you see that he ran a four, like a four, four and he at 48 years old, that's insane. The other day. Yeah. All right. But um, but as great as that team was, you know, um, you look at I, I'll take this group of, you know, you have Goddard, you have the wideouts who we already mentioned, and then, you know, a, a healthy Miles Sanders, uh, the best offensive line that I think we've probably seen. So offensively, I don't know that there is I don't know that another team another Eagles team has been this strong offensively on paper. But again, it's on paper. And remember the whole dream team, uh, right. <laughs> been shown but, years ago. But, but my only, my only point of uh, pushback on that is it's on paper. But if you look at the offense, yeah. the only two guys we've added were AJ Brown, who's our one receiver. And then Zach Pascal, who's our number three receiver or our number four, depending on where you put, uh, Watkins but everyone else I mean all the starters on the offensive line return Jalen Hurts returns the backfield returns De Devontae Smith returns 
And they were all Auto drafted. Returns. Right. They, they were, were all drafted. drafted. Exactly. So I, I, I hear what you're saying about the dream team. I think when you look at the defense, that's more of a question mark because you are putting together all this, all these guys, you, you have remade that defense. Huh. And yeah. you've given them talent to work with. Yeah. Uh, I think it should be fun. I think it's just sort of a taking it week by week. And, uh, and I like Sirianni. He, he really grows on. I know that I used to make fun of him when he first got hired about the whole, the opening press conference being a joke. And then with the watering of the flowers and whatever, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes people say things that are not well received. I mean, he, he obviously, he's probably what, I mean, he's the up and coming head coach like McVay mm-hmm. was in, for the Rams, a similar, similar path that he's taking. I, I just, these people that are saying Super Bowl, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think 11 and six and the team winning the division, I think most people would be very, very happy with that. Yeah, I agree. And Dallas, they uh, lost their left tackle. I don't remember if we talked about that last week. We talked about maybe should we be willing to trade Andre Dillard to them? Right. You said no. Right. Yeah. And I'm still never trade to a division opponent. But do you remember what else I said? Jason Peters. You know who's going for a tryout with the Cowboys? Jason Peters. Jason Peters, 41? I 40. Think 40, 40, I think. And uh, But, you know, the Cowboys are getting Michael Gallup back. He's getting back earlier than, than usual. And the Cowboys are still going to be a team that you need to contend with. And, yeah. you know, who knows? I think the Redskins are – gosh, the Redskins. There the it commanders. is. The Commanders. I, I just found out their XFL team is the DC defenders. I'm like, this is stupid. The commanders and the defenders. Right. You're right. It's the same so, thing. It's a commander thing. and a defender are the same thing. So the, the, uh, now, now I'm like, all, I'm like, what, commander, what isn't a commander a defender? I guess, but are all defenders commanders? No. no. Anyway. You could be a private and be a defender. Here's what I'm trying to say. The commanders, <laughs> I think the commanders are a big question mark because I know everyone assumes that Carson Wentz is going to suck, and that's fine. How about Sam Howell, though? I looked his not, I, I He's sort of the hot topic these days. Sam Howell, quarterback of the commanders, backup quarterback. Is is there talk that he's, uh, he's making I don't know, but he's had a good uh, – I saw this online. He's had a good summer. So. Yeah, yeah. I heard Kenny Pickett has, too, in Pittsburgh as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, if you look at the commanders, you have Carson who, if you think he sucks, then that's fine. If you think that, but I, I don't, I think there's a chance he could still be a salvageable, good quarterback. You got scary Terry on one as one receiver and then Johan Dotson from Penn state. And then you have uh, Curtis Samuel. So they have some weapons there. They have Antonio Gibson who is, is, you know, rushed for over a thousand yards last the year. The guy that got shot. Right. He'll be coming back in week five. They got uh, their tight ends coming back. So I think that, I think the commanders and then defensively, I don't know what they have defensively. I know Chase Young and then they have um, a strong, they, ha- they have a strong front four. I don't know beyond that what they have. So their key challenge is quarterback play, just like it yeah. is with the, with the Giants. And the Eagles though, too. Wouldn't you say? But I think the Eagles are in a better position than the Giants with quarterback play. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't know about the commanders, but if you're going on the track record of, uh, of one Carson Wentz, he, he hasn't been really the same since that MVP season. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. So, but we're, we're going to see. I mean, even last year with the Colts, Right. He didn't. He have had it. some good times. They said last year, he, he played time. all right at times, but he didn't have the weapon. Anyone close to, uh, uh, Terry, scary Terry. <laughs> scary Terry, you know, he didn't have anyone close to that talent. So yeah. anyway, all right, well, we'll, uh, we'll I we'll, think, I think we're going to wrap up. No Sixers talk this week. No Sixers <laughs> talk. I do want to ask you a couple of, of, of non Philly related things. Yes. Yeah. Serena Williams, you watching and you got to be cheering for her, right? I mean, who's not? I cheering? am cheering for her. It's just been a really tough week at work. I hope she won, right? She did win her first round match. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's still going. And I know she's doing, I know she's, she's down the number two player. In oh, the, okay. 
Number two. There seed. she had the 80 of seed and she beat, she obviously she beat her and then she beat the second seed, it sounds like. Yes. And then I know she's playing doubles with Venus. I, I, you know, it's interesting, all the attention on Serena retiring, the fact that Venus, who's a year older, is still playing is pretty amazing as well. It is amazing. Yeah. The two of them are, are amazing. And what I heard from Serena in an interview that the one that was thought to be the more talented tennis player growing up was actually Venus. Yeah. And Serena was actually getting trained by her mother for a time. So it's interesting, obviously, Serena, I remember watching the two play. Originally, Venus was the one that started off stronger, and then Serena leapfrogged her and has become, I think, 23, 23 singles titles in, in, in Grand Slam events. Is it 23? I thought it was 21. I thought it was 23. I thought Jokovic was 21. Could be. Um, did you see King Richard? Did I ask you that? I have not. I still have it on my watch list. Yeah, definitely yeah. check that out. It's it's a really, really good film, and Will Smith is exceptional in it. Um, He's a good slapper. <laughs> that's all right. Um, so check that out. All right, so there's that. And then did you see Russell Wilson signed his new contract? How much did he get? Uh, he got five Probably years, five years. $245 million at 33 years old. So that is not guaranteed? I don't know. That's a great question. I'm, I'm sure there's so a that's that's on average a season of around $50 million a year. That's yeah. crazy. 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 Yeah. Uh, and I, what any new news with the Tom Brady drama? He's back. He's playing or back. It sounds like he just needed to deal with some stuff like personal stuff. So he said, you know, I'm 45 and I have, you know, I haven't cussed this episode yet, so I'm not going to start now. Well, let's uh, not cuss. No, he said I'm 45 and, and you know, we all have our Issues. stuff, our stuff right. to take care right. of. So. And he's going to, once this is over, if he wants to be the highest paid announcer in football, he'll probably be the highest paid announcer in football. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, he will. I mean, I think he's already got that lined up. He does. Yep. I think and he's, I now, was that Fox? Fun. That was Fox, right? That he would be working with? Yes, yes. And then I, mean, I just saw Tony La Russa is taking a leave from the White Sox. So we hope everything's okay there. Tony La Russa, 77. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I was thinking back to that 83 championship series. He was the manager in 83 for the White Sox. He totally comes full circa. That was 39 years ago. Tony La Russa. Yeah, he was the, that was his first gig as the manager of the White Sox. So he was a young manager back then in the early eighties. And then he, he has his whole career and then he comes back to square one where he, he comes back to the white Sox. might be for health reasons. I know yeah. he had gotten in trouble for a DUI a number of years ago. Um, oh, it looks like I got a scam call. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, and then, yeah, he, he got a DUI a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he had a really good run with the Cardinals. I think people yeah. under at, underrate him as a manager with the Cardinals. I think he did a great job with the Cardinals. Yeah, I agree. And then I have uh, just two more questions two for more? you. The first yeah. one is, have you seen The Captain? Have you watched any of that series? Uh, what would that be? What network? Is that uh, Amazon? That be, it's on ESPN. Have you heard of that? I saw the first episode with Jeter and um, I didn't realize he had had that many problems growing up in Kalamazoo. Um, dad was black, mom is white and experienced a lot of racial problems as a kid growing up um, from what I understood. Um, I know that the, I, I, my question was, is there, is there enough information to put eight episodes on this guy? I think, didn't Jordan only get six? No, Jordan, Jordan get ten. No, Jordan had ten, and no, but I mean, there's Jeter, more. Jeter there's has more. I think he has seven. Jeter has seven. I can't believe that Jeter is that interesting for seven episodes. I think it is. I mean, I, we've watched. I've watched with Summer uh, six of them, and it's I, to me, he's very compelling. He just is like one of the most logical people that I, I've ever heard speak. I mean, he, he like. He says, I know A Rod is in several of them, right? A Rod, yeah, his relationship with A Rod, but his relationship with uh, with Steinbrenner, his struggles, 
his late seat, like his late career. And then he, he kind of like uh, struggled for a little while towards late in his career. And then he had like a really strong comeback season. Um, you know, their championships, how many they went to, uh, you know, I think he won four right out the gate. And then he, did. he won 96, 98, 99 and 2000. Yeah. Four in five years. Yeah. And then he went and then obviously they won in 2009, but uh, it's, it was, it was really interesting too. I love the 2009. Uh, I didn't love the way it made me feel, but right. like Jimmy Rollins was like talking a lot of smack and he just, you know, so they interviewed Jimmy Rollins for, for this. It's really interesting. I do recommend you watch it. I, I think you will find it. I do mean, they, Jeter's they, my favorite, probably non Philly baseball. Player. He and Griffey yeah. Jr. Are my two favorite, like non Philly players, but um did they talk uh, about his experience with the marlins at all i know that he was so they hadn't they hadn't talked about that yet um but maybe they do in the last episode but no i mean in the last episode that i saw episode six that talked about his um his wife uh that hideous model that he's married to um (laughs) i'm sure he doesn't think she's hideous she's not and she's not i mean I, i say that in full jest hannah but she's like super cool. She's just like him. And, and uh, so anyway, it's pretty, pretty great episode. Uh, pretty great series. I'm really enjoying it. And Summer's enjoying it too. So that, that makes it like extra fun. Too. I did like the first episode when they, they had Madden Lee on and they had, uh, yeah. was it Gerald Henderson on? And, and no, yeah, it was Gerald, it was Williams. Yeah. Gerald Williams and the late, the late Gerald Williams. He passed away. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So, um, so watching that was interesting because I was thinking back to that 95 Yankees. Remember 94, they had, I think the best record in baseball, the Yankees and the Expos. And then that was the strike season. Mm-hmm. And then 95, Don Mattingly gets his one and only opportunity to play in the playoffs in 95 in that series against the Mariners because Mattingly wasn't on the 81 team that went to the world series. And then they, didn't make the World Series from 82 to 94. Mattingly gets on that World Series, excuse me, that playoff team, and they had that great run in 95. And uh, I think Jeter wasn't even really on the playoff roster. And then 96 comes around, they win the World Series over the yeah. Braves. And that's what begins that run. I mean, the Yankees had an amazing run for that period of time. And it was Every- cool. Sorry, go ahead. What? I thought you were done. I didn't know you were swallowing. I thought you were still. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I hate the Yankees. I think you well know that I hate the Yankees, but he's a pretty likable guy. Yeah. Doesn't seem like the most exciting guy in the world. And you could see where that A-Rod problem would have been there. Um, I did see Nomar Garciaparo was interviewed in the series as well. Because remember, I guess it was about 95, 96, you had Nomar with the with the Red Sox, A-Rod with the, the Mariners, and uh, Derek Jeter with the Yankees. And they were all these three superstar shortstops were coming up all at the same time in baseball and sort of rejuvenated that position after like an Ozzie Smith leaving the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Did Omar Vizquel play at that time too? I think he Indians? did. I think he played for the Indians, right? For the Indians, yeah. And so, yeah, that was another – yeah, I mean, I just – he wasn't in the Jeter thing. I just wasn't in, but I mean, there was that period there where it was the mid to late nineties where you had these amazing short stops. Right. And uh, yeah. And I'm sure we have some today. I mean, obviously there's a guy in Atlanta. I keep wanting to call him Dabo Sweeney, which is obviously the head coach. (laughs) So it's Diaz. And then we've got some other short stops. And and in that period in the 2000s, you had Jimmy Rollins and you had other pretty good shortstops coming up in the game at that time. So, right. Yeah. And you still had you. So it was, it's fun. And I think just the other thing with that series is just like some of the characters that were on that team, you know, like obviously strawberry and strawberry, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, just hearing like Mucina was on that team too. Right. Jorge yep. Posada, like Giambi, um, Johnny Damon was, you know, on, on the yep. 2019, like, it was just, they had uh, your boy, uh, Joe Girardi spoke like about the team. So it was, I don't know. I, I would encourage you to keep watching. I think it's a really good, 
good series. So keep watching it. That's my. And in 2009, he was the captain, right? But he was, he was already a middle-aged baseball player in the sense that he was 35 years old at that time. And he was, he wasn't the young guy. He was, he really was the leader on that 2019. Yep. Yep. So, um, all right, man. Anything else? Any shout outs before we uh, blast well, them out of here? Happy Labor Day to everyone. That's my major shout out to everyone. I hope everyone has a nice, safe Labor Day weekend. It's sort of here the last weekend of the pool. So I'm going to get into the pool this weekend. And, uh, you know, for our, our working men and women in the who organized labor, I send a shout out to you. Uh, this is your big weekend. And uh, I'm just going to probably go to the pool this weekend and, and keep it local and, and relax. This big one is relaxed this weekend. So. Excellent. We'll enjoy it. Yeah, we're going to do some of the same. I'm going to a bat mitzvah, actually. Oh. Wayne's daughter um, is having her bat mitzvah, so I'm going to that. And this is Wayne Joss, right? The one and only, yes. He has a 13-year-old daughter. Wow. Yeah, 13-year-old daughter. So I don't know, man. It'll, that'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Although I'll be missing part of the Georgia game. So I'm going to tape it. So <laughs> do not. So, so if you tape a game, I've never taped the game yeah. because it's too easy to find out what happens. Yeah. Are you really going to not find out what happens and just. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll watch the first, I'll watch as every bit as I, as much as I can. I'll listen to the radio on the way to the synagogue and then I'll shut everything. I'll shut my phone off. I'll shut everything off and I won't do anything i won't talk to anyone uh and if anyone at the bat mitzvah like I'm, I'm not really sticking around for the bat mitzvah so that's um i'm going to the service but not the reception so we'll um i'll be back and then i'll, I'll watch it when i get get home but I, a quick funny story before we uh blast off into uh you know why can't we be friends territory the eagles packers game from uh that legendary game and I don't remember, it was like 2002, maybe, when Freddie Mitchell made that catch. 2003. Four? It was the Definitely. year they lost to the Panthers in the championship. Okay, fourth and 26, right? So yeah. I went to dinner with um, someone that I was, I was dating at the time, went to dinner with their family, had to go. I was so mad about it. Um, you know, and, and that game, if you remember, it was a long game. And yeah. so that game, I recorded it, and um, – I had no idea what happened, but the person I was with, I think, didn't know what happened or like had an idea what the score. I don't know. Like, and that was the most, I mean, you remember like Brett Favre, like threw an interception to Brian Dawkins. That was like such a strange, like he just threw it up for grabs for no reason. Remember Brian Dawkins made that. Yeah. There were so many plays in that game that were just insane. So anyway, yes, I do record games and I do make sure that I shut everything down. Uh, I mean, certainly like a game like this, I would do it. If, if it was Are you like, going to break out the VHS for this or no? If I had a VHS that worked, I would. You're damn right. <laughs> You're damn right. Oh, Mr. Technology now. Over Mr. There. Technology there. Now yeah. that you have uh, Amazon TV, you're ready to. You I'm know. learning how to share with Google Docs. I just can't get over it. It's just not my friend, but I'm working on it. Well, you know who is your friend? This guy. And All why right. can't we be I'm, friends? I'm, I'm going to mute it. myself as we rock out. Okay. Okay.